When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is the main event, Mark's Podcast 100th episode edition, brought to you by Belly Up Unhinged Radio Network Sports. I'm your first host, lifelong wrestling fan, former radio guy, and cat dad. I am Troy. And with me, as always, is the main event collector and figure hunting warrior and the WWE walking wrestling encyclopedia. He is the road dog to my X Pac. Welcome to the doghouse. It's Greg. What's up, Greg? What up? You should have said, it's me, it's me, it's that G-R-E-G. <laughs> it fits perfect. Yeah, I guess it would have worked. Yeah, I, I was thinking about that. I was like, ah. I, I, just got, I just got done working out, so I'm sore as hell, so give me a break. <laughs> <laughs> Screw you for trying to better yourself. <laughs> Who are you trying to be healthy? Gosh, and here I am sitting on my ass and, you know, whatever. What it, uh, <laughs> Anyway, uh, hey, it's the 100th episode man we're here i aspired for us to get to here but like you've pointed out we started this just for something to do for fonder in the pandemic when the lockdowns were happening and uh well it's uh 100 episodes later and i mean plus all the bonus shows and we're still going strong man got plans to keep it going no it's my last episode oh yeah you're you're Tendering your resignation, you're, you're checking out. I'm, I'm taking my talents to another podcast. <laughs> wow. Uh, is it in South Beach? God, no. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. And, it's, up in, and, uh, you know, it's up in like Redding in California. <laughs> I don't know California, so I don't know if there's a, Oregon, there's a so. joke in there. Or not. <laughs> oh, okay. It's a really nice part of California, honestly. So. Yeah, okay. Well, for... Uh, all of you out there, Greg booked this one. This is actually the uh, second podcast in a couple of months he's booked. The other one did phenomenally well. It was uh, Royal Rumble 2001. Now, full disclosure, the way we do things usually is I'll kind of map it out, send it to Greg, get his opinions, and we go from there. 
but uh, he really wanted to do this one, and I am glad he picked it because this was an interesting show and an interesting time period. If you want to hear about um, a few weeks before this in time, go check out our bonus show from April. It was the uh, the Nitro reboot on April 10th, 2000. That was, uh, well, it was interesting. <laughs> Uh, I think you and I had more fun recording the show. Well, I know for a fact we had more fun recording the show than we did actually watching that crap. So That happens a lot more than you think. Yeah. Uh, and there was a lot going on at that time with uh, Russo and Bischoff and WCW and Whoa. regime change. And, <laughs> and uh, yeah, things were, uh, well, they were not improving in WCW. I'll just put it that way. And the proof is in the pudding. A year after that, they were dead. So... There you go. But what was not dead here was this time period for the WWF. They are doing gangbusters. And you had said before we talked about WrestleMania 2000, you said it's not as bad as a lot of people say it is. I haven't watched it in a long time, so I don't really have an opinion one way or another. But even with that, it did amazing numbers, pulled in a ton of money. And the WWF just can do no wrong. We're going to touch on that even more in the news lots of big things going on but before we do that let's uh time out here real quick to let you know that the main event marks is sponsored by swift lifestyles they are clean energy drinks and focus enhancers great tasting vitamins and big brain nootropics that are made and shipped from the usa go to swiftlifestyles.com and use our special promo code main event marks all one word to get 15% off your order. It's main event marks, all one word to get 15% off your order at checkout. But now that we're done with all that, let's take our first break here. When we come back, there's a lot of news and notes to cover, some big stuff here in 2000 that we'll touch on right after this. Hey, what's going on, everyone? Brad Chandler of the Pesky Report. I just want to give a quick shout out to my friends over at Main Event Marks for 100 episodes. Congratulations, guys. And here's to 100 more. Oh, yeah. Follow the Main Event Marks at Facebook.com forward slash Main Event Marks pod on Twitter at Main Event underscore Marks and on Instagram at Main Event underscore Marks and at Main Event Collector. Get ready to rumble. In your new Main Event Marks merchandise, we've got t-shirts, hoodies, masks, hats, stickers, pins, and much more on our Redbubble store. That's maineventmarks.redbubble.com. You can also pick up some awesome clothing items with the latest updated show graphics on our Bonfire store. That's bonfire.com slash store slash main event marks. Support your favorite retro wrestling podcast and pick up some cool swag on our Bonfire and Redbubble stores. That's main event marks redbubble.com and bonfire.com slash store slash main event marks. Hi, I'm Grace, and I'm an indie vet. I'm also home from work at 6 and already transformed into a princess. Mommy, put on your crown. That's because I've got complete control of my schedule, plenty of shifts that fit my life, and a team like no other. It's a whole new way to vet. Indie Vets. Hey gang, it's Commissioner Cooper of TSS Fantasy. We are the fantasy show of the people. Expert fantasy advice, free contests, leading expert medical and legal analysis, and most importantly, you. Interact with us on all social media platforms or check us out at tssfantasy.com. 
You can hear us on Spotify, Apple and Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and many more. Check out the fun today and be a part of the most interactive fantasy show around. TSS Fantasy, the fantasy show of the people. Event marks are available wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube. Find all of our links on our link tree at linktr.ee forward slash main event marks. Doggy, 100 episodes. Greg, Troy, big congrats, guys. Main event marks. Killing it, killing the podcast game. Butter me up and call me Susan. What a what a time it's been. Uh, the the journey, the evolution, the audio orgy that we've all experienced in uh, the past 100 episodes. It's been great listening to you guys, and it was even better uh, having Troy on my own podcast. Plug the Apron Bump podcast. If I wasn't a fan already. I surely was after uh, me and Troy covered Fall Brawl 1995 on my own podcast. Um, lifelong fan from here on out. Here's to 100 more. I'm sure everybody else has said that. But congrats, guys. Big accomplishment. Most people don't even get past like three episodes or whatever the stat is, you know. But congrats. Keep it going. You guys are kicking ass. Smooches. Oh, and check out the Apron Bump podcast. Why don't you? ApronBump.com for all full episodes. And we are back. And we're back. Real quick, we want to let you know that the main event, Marks, is sponsored by Shocked Energy. Shocked Energy is a healthier alternative to traditional energy drinks that gives the energy that gamers need while in a long session without skimping on their health. Their products come in a powder form and you mix them into water. You can either choose from green apple or watermelon You can also try both if you get their sample kit. Use our special link that is down in the podcast description, or you can simply go to shockedenergy.com at checkout. Use the promo code MAINEVENT, all one word, to save 10% on your order. That's promo code MAINEVENT, and you're going to save 10% at checkout. Uh, Again, thank you, everyone, for sticking with us through 100 episodes. And if you are a new listener, thank you for joining us. Uh, We greatly appreciate it. And uh, we hope you stick around. You know, uh, click that yeah, subscribe gonna, button. Again, I'm going to say thanks to all the people at Cal State East Bay for listening. Put my yeah, flyers right. on the uh, pin board in the cafeteria and the library works. <laughs> yeah, Greg does. Greg does a ton of legwork for us. He's uh, he's always walking. He's always out and about, and he always does a ton of legwork. Uh, I was and if you happen to find one in your uh, a, a flyer in your figure from Target, by the way, that may or may not have been me. But uh, <laughs> oh, wow, yeah. Uh, I, I think I was talking with somebody before about somebody got like chewed out at Walmart by a manager who saw them putting, putting flyers and stuff. And it's like, well, see, you got to not get uh, caught. Well, <laughs> hold on. Well, you're, t- we're talking about California Walmart. They don't give a damn. I mean, they just lock everything up and then just hope no one steals. I mean, I <laughs> oh, don't get me wrong. I don't, I'm just saying it's easy to slip them in there. I'll get caught. So, right. That sounds like the cosmetics department's out here. Uh, cosmetics department they have laundry detergent locked up here they have uh, what they have underwear and socks locked up um yeah one of those of our show can confirm this at his local walmart they have monster energy energy drinks locked up the cans behind glass in the soda aisle yeah this is not a joke yeah man hey two weeks in a row this is not a great tradition or anything but you know unfortunately it's something that's become almost a tradition in the news section uh, we're starting off with death again. 
two weeks in a row. I had a feeling. So, yeah. Uh, I don't know if you all know who this is, because I think I mentioned him before, and you said you you never heard of him before. Uh, Japanese legend Jumbo Saruta passed away from complications after a kidney transplant in the Philippines at the age of 49. Uh, I never heard of him. Looks like still. Yeah. Well, he was a household name in Japanese sports, and his death was the uh, lead sports story in the country. On a cultural level, the only Japanese wrestlers more famous are Ricky Dozan, Giant Baba, Antonio Inoki, and Ricky Choshu. He was a top star in Japan. Not the great Muda? Not Jushin no. Thunder Liger? No. What are, we, what are we basing this on? Just like sheer. I mean, they're, those are breakout stars like worldwide, but like in Japan, those names are huge, but they're not to the level of the ones I just named. Uh, and we're talking about like people who have drawn more money in throughout. Ricky Dozan, for anybody that doesn't know, is like the godfather of Japanese wrestling, even though he's Korean. But yeah, and then Giant Baba and Antonio Is that Inoki. the current picture for the San Francisco Giants? <laughs> wow. Uh, but Giant Baba Somebody and Antonio Inoki were, uh, uh, they, they were his protégés and broke off. Ricky Choshu, I don't know. I know who he is. I don't know much about him. Uh, but yeah, these were giant, like, Japanese names that, you know, didn't really break out across the world. Uh, but either way, uh, Jumbo Saruta was a top star in Japan and arguably one of the best in-ring performers for most of the 70s, 80s, and even early 90s. In 1992, he abruptly disappeared from wrestling for most of a year. Uh, it was later learned to have been due to hepatitis B health issues. When he came back, he was clearly unhealthy and had lost his stamina and a lot of weight. I don't yeah. know the differences between the hepatitises, so I, I don't know what the, what the difference is between B and C and whatever else, but... So one STD and one's a virus. Or... I want to say uh, hep- I don't know. Hep- every time I hear Hep C, usually that's the one where it's like, uh, that's the STD one. As far as I know, I don't know the other ones, so I, I don't know how they're contracted. And I think you can also get Hep C from uh, needles, like dirty needles and stuff. So, uh, but moving on here, this is uh, a hell of a conversation to- here. Okay, anyways, <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, <laughs> Getting out of the uh, the dark part of the, uh, the the news here, moving on to something. Join the dark well, news. Yeah, we'll move on to uh, what's going to be become uh, what's going to eventually become the next big thing in WWF here. Literally, the WWF met with NCAA World's Heavyweight or Heavyweight Wrestling Champion rather uh, Brock Lesnar again this week to talk about bringing him in. Lesnar has already began training for pro wrestling in Minnesota, and Brad Reagan's is raving about how quick he is for a guy his size. For anybody that doesn't know, Brad Reigns is, uh, or, uh, I think that's how you pronounce his name, but he was an NW, or, uh, excuse me, AWA mainstay for years, and he was a stud amateur wrestler, so Vern Gagne loved him. Speaking of which, Vern Gagne Not as also much as he loved himself, put the title on him. Oh, well, of course, yeah, and, and he loved him some, uh, some Larry, Larry Zabisco. <laughs> Uh, well, that Vern one's Gagne. okay. I mean, yourself. Yeah, yeah. It, it's it's like one of those Dusty Rhodes things. It's like you're the biggest star. It, it's it's like a round robin. It's like, well, I'm the biggest star, so I'm I should be the world champion. Okay, but you bi- you book yourself as the biggest star, so therefore it's like a self fulfilling prophecy in a way. Like, yeah, but I'm still the biggest star, therefore I get the world title. Okay, I sign the checks. So shut the hell up. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, 
But Vern Gagne also showed up to watch Brock train. Word is that Lesnar is an incredible athlete and is and uh, definitely has a great look. The look, bro. Uh, never going to go anywhere. Yeah, right. Uh, but they don't know if the if he has much charisma or personality yet. <laughs> uh, Lesnar's former college roommate, Shelton Benjamin, is already signed to the WWF and is working in developmental. So it's believed that Lesnar is leaning towards WWF. Both <laughs> WCW and say what? 22 years later and they're both on the roster. <laughs> Yeah, right. Uh, one of them just headlined WrestleMania again. <laughs> I just love that. <laughs> yeah, <It's> right. Great. <laughs> uh, both WCW and New Japan Pro Wrestling are interested in, in him also, but it's thought to be pretty much a lock that he'll be going to the WWF. Yeah, a lot of people have talked about that. They're like, there was no chance in 2000 that he was honestly considering WCW or New Japan. I guarantee his, he had his... Uh, he had an agent at the time, which shows you how sought after he was. He was just using them to get more money and as a negotiation tactic. And as you mentioned, 22 years later, he's still on the roster. 22 years later, he's still getting paid. And everybody he's is still said, probably the most notable name in all of wrestling in the entire world. Right. So there you go. <laughs> and uh, people have pointed out, man, you know, he's one hell of a negotiator, him and his uh, agents and whatnot. He got himself like. He managed to get them to say, yeah, whatever, you can travel on your own private plane. You know, you can you can have special privileges, whatever. It's like being the top dog comes with some, uh, you know, uh, kind of name your own price stipulations, you know. Right. <sighs> well, we'll get into it early because it's one of the bigger things that went on at this time, despite where they would be in less than a year. But here we go. <clears throat> this week in ECW. If I may full have disclosure, a volley. Full disclosure, I thought we were recording that show today. Uh, I had the wrong nose pulled up. And then I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I had... Well, stay tuned uh, for that, folks. It's There's one coming that... Oh, well, it of, happened. Anyways. Right. Well, speaking of full disclosure about that, uh, I had booked next week's show this week, and then I realized, wait, this is episode 100. We need something good. <laughs> okay, so I, I did that. Yeah. Okay, so yeah. that's, that's probably what it was. I think I had an old schedule that you sent me that I looked at. Okay. Right. Yeah, and then I asked you, I was like, what do you want? <laughs> and you mentioned this show, and I'm like, good enough. We'll do it. F it. We'll do it live. But, uh... Good Lord. <laughs> going on to this here. ECW's Hardcore Heaven is in the books, and while it was a strong pay-per-view, things don't look good for the company. All right, first <laughs> pause right there. Define strong pay-per-view. It sold out a, a not just a closet, a walk-in closet, and it got like oh, well, 2,000 buys instead of, you know, the usual 1,998 buys. There you go. Yeah, right. Uh, for You uh, have to define it. I mean, that's my logic, so there you go. Hey, hey that's, that's the, best, uh, the best explanation I could come up with. For those of you, by the way, we have reviewed the show. It's the May 2021 bonus episode, if anybody wants to go back and check that out. Because we don't like you, we're promoting it to you again, so there you go. Ha ha. <laughs> wow. That's what you get for listening to us. We're going to beat you with crap. <laughs> well, then you can kind of see what the stat, uh, what the uh, status of <laughs> WWF, WCW, and ECW were at this time. You're welcome. Dude, this pay-per-view we we're about to review today should tell you everything you need to know about who the top dog is. Yeah, uh, right. Uh, kind of gives a middle finger to the other two. But, uh, but either way, uh, they're having more and more trouble holding on to talent. 
Obviously, they lost Mike Awesome a while back, and after the pay-per-view, it looks like they've lost Lance Storm also. Uh, another plug, if you go back and listen to the bonus episode for April, uh, we talk about that. That's actually where Mike Awesome shows up in WCW, so there you go. And as for Lance Storm, it may be the only good thing Russo does in this entire era. Uh, <laughs> right. And he, and he almost retitled over the summer. Yeah, he almost botched that up a few times, too. So, But after the show, Storm said his goodbyes, and he's apparently agreed to a three-year deal with WCW that should be starting soon. Plus, Raven is almost definitely leaving in August. He was only in ECW this past year because the terms of his WCW release prevented him from going to the WWF until August of 2000. And, Spoiler, he will be there in September. Right. And with that, I've got to, I've got to preface this by saying I am a big Raven fan. I have been for years and years. But seriously, they're like, now don't you go to the WWF? That would be a big get for them. <laughs> like, <sighs> whatever. Goes right into the hardcore division. <laughs> right. He literally does nothing in the WWF. <laughs> the only thing I remember is I, I want to say it was him and Kurt Angle where he challenged him to a match and he was like, ECW rules. And he walks away and Kurt's like, WWF rules. <laughs> <laughs> like what the hell <laughs> anyway super crazy missed the pay-per-view due to issues getting into the country that ecw apparently dropped the ball on god now his future is questionable also because it's thought that he might not be allowed back in the u.s anytime soon he eventually does come back in november but he only works about seven more shows before they go out of business as for the pay-per-view, it was a sold-out crowd of 3,400 paid, which is more than most WCW shows do these days, which is a sad, sad statement. Yeah, right. You remember when Nitro was selling out, you know, stadiums? I do. And, and now they can barely book a broom closet. <laughs> like, it, it's uh. pretty sad when, when Jim Crockett Promotions is looking at you and going, damn. They hardly drew anybody. And you and I have covered a few Jim Crockett shows where it was like, what, like, how can you afford to stay open? Yeah, and, right. Well, they, uh, that's why they sold. But Staying with ECW here, this one made me laugh. ECW filed lawsuits this week against XPW promoter Rob Black and Sabu. The lawsuit against Black is a contract interference for booking Sabu. The lawsuit is also for copyright infringement over the extreme part of their name, uh, which ECW says causes confusion in the marketplace and also pointed out that the XPW logo is incredibly similar to the ECW logo. <sighs> I mean, I, would I, I don't want to confuse, I don't want to confuse the extreme crap. Yeah, you're right. Well, and, and you know, it's sad when ECW is like, whoa, you don't want to be affiliated with that. <laughs> You're so bad that ECW is like, dude, like, that's smut. We don't want to touch that. When's the last time we plugged Dark Side of the Ring, by the way? Yeah, right. Uh, for <laughs> what Greg's talking about is they did an XPW episode on Dark Side of the Ring. It, wow. Yeah, let's just yep. say it inv involves drugs, porn, death matches, uh, drugs. Did I say drugs already? Uh, somebody getting. I mean, maybe, but it. You know, mention again. Bears repeating. Yeah. So, uh, somebody getting their thumb cut off, uh, adultery, just, just a whole smattering of things. Assault, uh, attempted murder. I just, 
Good stuff, man. <laughs> Good stuff, pal. Yeah. Uh, the lawsuit against Sabu, by the way, is for breach of contract for working the XPW show. I don't know if that went anywhere. I don't know if any of these went anywhere. Oh, God. <laughs> and as much as you and I laughed at the state, the, the state of ECW, well, uh, Masato Tanaka is hoping to sign a full-time ECW contract, which tells you all that you need to know about the financial problems FMW is facing in Japan. And again, it's the ironic part. ECW's like, oh, well, we got money. <laughs> when ECW is a step up, from FMW, like, uh, what the hell, man? Something ain't right. And now we've got to move on to the status of the other company down south, WCW. First one, uh-huh. this, is, <laughs> uh, this first story isn't on them, but it is on one of their talents. Just, uh, wow. Buff Bagwell was arrested last week after a show in Springfield, Illinois, on battery charges. As a result, he was suspended for 30 days by WCW head Brad Siegel. Allegedly, a WCW ring crew member was carrying a roll of carpet through the back of the arena and ran into Bagwell, Lex Luger, and Elizabeth, who were apparently blocking the door. He asked them to move so that he could get through, and Bagwell told him uh, they were conducting business before telling him to fuck off. Wow. That's That's a nice way to talk to the people, you know, trying to set up for the show. Uh, words were exchanged, and uh, Bagwell punched oh, a crew man. member in the neck. Yeah, punched him in the neck. Uh, Bagwell was, was arrested. Right. Uh, Bagwell was arrested and released after paying a $100 bond. Oh, wow. That, that's a hell of a bond. 100 bucks. How did he? How could he eat after that? How did he eat after that? <laughs> right. Another ring crew member reportedly also wasn't allowed through the doorway earlier by Bagwell. The version that Bagwell told the cops is basically the same. The crew member asked him to move, but Bagwell thought it was in a rude way. And after words were exchanged, Bagwell admitted that the uh, guy pissed him off. So, quote, I punched him upside the neck, end quote. (laughs) What? Wow. Yeah. I punched him upside the neck is like (laughs) the weirdest sentence. Whatever. Uh, both Luger and Elizabeth gave statements to the police saying that they didn't see nothing. Because apparently snitches get stitches. Hey, man, I all know. I said is I didn't see nothing, all right? Yeah, like, hey, we were there, but we didn't see nothing, all right? We turned away. <sighs> anyway, based on Bagwell's contract, his 30-day suspension is going to cost him somewhere in the neighborhood of $45,000 in lost wages, plus whatever further legal implications come out of this. <sighs> Dude, like... Uh, candidly, if I lost forty five, if I lost out on forty five grand, like I don't know how I would survive. <laughs> Bagwell <laughs> loses out on forty five grand, and he's like, "Ah, eh, whatever." Like I I'll make it back oh, at autograph signings. Yeah, it's like, well, I, I just won't be able to get my in ground pool, you know, painted gold anymore. Darn. Yeah. Oh, the horror. Yeah, the the humanity. The. Buff Daddy is going to have to, you know, I don't know, go into uh, uh, male escort services to make ends meet. No, he would never do that. No, never. He was trending for a really—I'm not going to get into it, but he was trending for a really weird, unexpected reason on Twitter a few weeks back. I was—because I saw Buff Bagwell trending, and I was like, oh, God, what did he do? And oddly, it was like people surprised that he wasn't a homophobe. Yeah, I'm like— 
I'm like, why do people just instantly think, well, he clearly hates gay people? Like, what? Well, I think, did he ever say something? He, uh, I think somebody said something homophobic, and he, like, told the guy, don't bring that crap out of my timeline. No, no, I, don't no, no, I know that. Did he say something, like, to the contrary before? Like, that would make you think he hated them, or what? No, I guess people just uh, people just assumed because he's like an older Southern guy. So they were like, well, he's probably homophobic. And it's like, mm, can't always judge book by his cover, man. But isn't he from um, uh, Atlanta? They have a pretty large yeah. gay community there. Yeah, the gay community. Well, <laughs> I didn't say that. <laughs> I just, I'm just like, seriously, though, I mean, like, if, if you live there. Yeah, right. Yeah, you got to be pretty open minded. Otherwise, you're going to get into a lot of trouble. Uh, for anybody who doesn't get why I did that, it's an old AJ Styles thing. But anyway. Uh, WCW has not publicly released any official buy rate numbers for Slamboree yet because the number is such an embarrassment. Word is that it was below an 0.2, which would make it one of the three lowest pay-per-view buy rates in company history. By all accounts, David Arquette is an extremely nice and likable guy, but the decision to make him world champion has clearly backfired in every possible way. You don't say. <laughs> I, backfiring, yeah. as, as opposed to it had it had the potential? Yeah, like, the, this could go well. Like, I totally get the appeal of mainstream stars and... I know, hold hold the laughter, uh, putting putting a mainstream star in a big storyline, whatever. But first of all, David Arquette is exactly like an A-lister. It's not like Brad Pitt or George Clooney in 2000. OK, I, I, I wow. Know. Yeah. He, he's about, one he, of, was in, he was in that uh, that the spider movie, wasn't he? When he eight legged freaks. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I'm trying to go with the worst one I can think of. And see spot run. Yeah. Yeah, he was in all that, you know, classic stuff. But, good Lord. And then he put the world title on him. It's not even like he's in a big, like, they had Jay Leno there. He was in a big-time match. They had uh, Dennis Rodman. They had other big-time celebrities doing big things. But they didn't make them the world-effing champ. God. And on the B-show. Thunder. <laughs> Again, some people tend to forget. Yeah, it's just effing insane. <sighs> but either way, uh, plus seven years of crap talking and internet hype of Shane Douglas didn't amount to anything when he finally got to face Ric Flair. Okay, so no. that answers <laughs> that answers my question about what you and I talked about on the bonus show. Because uh, I was like, did they ever follow that up on a pay-per-view? And you said you couldn't remember. <laughs> I don't blame you because it happened at this show. Uh, but yeah, so it did get followed up on and nobody cared, bro. They probably shouldn't have. Yeah, right. Uh, speaking of Wick, God, uh, speaking of Ric Flair, he won the WCW title on Nitro this week. And the match between he and Jarrett did a decent rating by current WCW standards. Of course, Ross still wiped the floor of them. For those of you keeping count, WWF's rating win streak is now up to 76 consecutive weeks. So it's about and, to pass 83. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, it's it's not going to it's not going to fail here, okay? Anybody that's wondering, WCW does not win a quote-unquote ratings war ever again. Like it's done. 
Yep. Uh, speaking of Nitro, on this past episode, God, I just had to put all the garbage that was on the show because it's just like, wow. Uh, WCW introduced a new group called the Misfits in Action. Van oh, Hammer. yeah. <laughs> uh, Van Hammer is Major Stash. Hammer was originally going to be called Private Stash, but he threw a fit because Private is the lowest rank, and he didn't want to be the lowest ranked member of a comedy jobber group. <laughs> Heaven forbid. Yeah, right. Van Hammer. Yeah, it's man. It's not like he's Roman Reigns. Like for God's <laughs> sake, you've done nothing. <sighs> Last thing I remember was he was a part of Raven's Flock. Speaking of comedy jobber groups. Uh, <laughs> crowbar and daffodil. You did have that. Uh, that you did have that cut up shirt with the nipples cut out, though. So I mean, kind of got a little serious. Yeah, right. Well, they ate that. That got him over, pal. Over. I don't know. <laughs> I'm trying to think of Crow- something witty here. I can't even do it. Yeah, no, there's nothing to be said here. It was crap. <laughs> uh, crowbar and Daphne somehow won the cruiserweight title in a tag team match from Chris Candido and Tammy Sitch. <sighs> yeah, that was real. The match actually ended with Miss Hancock dancing. This all happened. Go look it up, folks. For the people keeping track, yes, a man and a woman won the Cruiserweight title, one single title, together in a tag team uh, intergender match that ended with a third woman doing a dance routine for reasons. Yeah. (sighs) Vince Russo and David Flair actually have a segment where they go to Rick Flair's house to confront the family. Uh, Russo even jumps up and down on Rick's bed and walks around the house wearing his robes. Uncle Dave actually enjoyed that. He said it was fun. No, it wasn't. Yeah, no, it sucked. It was stupid. And then they berate his family and like get into like uh, little Charlotte's face. Like, good grief. Uh, Sid Vicious turned on DDP, making him about the 30th person to do so in the past month. Uncle Dave thinks that they should bring in DDP's mom next so she can turn on him, too. (laughs) (laughs) All right, that one popped me. Because seriously, like, I remember this time period, and I'm just like, dude, when will he stop trusting people? Like, Kimberly, Canyon, Sid. There there were other people there. Arquette. Guy's so giddy. I mean, this guy's so gullible. Let's do it. Yeah, right. Good grief. Like he, he's got a worse track record than Sting. Uh, also, Hulk Hogan bounced Billy Kidman around the ring like a ping pong ball. Uncle Dave yeah. Uncle Dave said, uh, crap like this negates the whole, oh, well, Kidman's getting the rub from being around Hulk Hogan thing. Because he says, he's not getting a rub when he's getting his ass kicked by Hogan nightly. He's not wrong. That's, that's actually a good point, believe it or not. Yeah, and at the end of the day, Kibben was not more over because of this. No, he went right back to the filthy animals after this. Right. Yeah, so and Bischoff complains about this. He said the only reason any of that happened was because Vince Russo read the, the internet message boards, and they all raved about Billy Kidman's ring, in-ring work, so he's like, bro, we're gonna put him in the ring with Hulk Hogan, bro. It's gonna be huge. <laughs> and that's got to be the reason. There's no other reason for doing this whatsoever. It made no sense. We're not done with the WCW stuff, by the way. We got one more story here. This one is just funny, though. Uh, on the past, uh, this past Thunder, WCW did the thing where 
Blood was supposed to fall from the ceiling and land on Kevin Nash. However, it mostly missed and instead splattered on a bunch of people in the front rows. <laughs> wow. I remember this. Like, Nash I feel like I want to say we step into it. I feel like I want to say I saw this. I just can't place it in my head. Yeah, I see. I, uh, I don't think I saw the show. I did see a clip of it, though. And Nash has to physically try to step into it because it dumps like five feet like off the side of him. And he's standing dead center in the in the ring. For some reason, it fell like basically on the ropes. That's why it splattered all over people in the front. Lovely. <sighs> yeah. LOL. That's OWCW. Not even TNA is that bad. Nope. I think is TNA the only uh, wrestling organization that never had like liquid dump from the ceiling onto somebody? They haven't? Not that I can recall. Because WWF's done blood and poop. Uh, that's all I can think of. But then obviously WCW did because Russo's like, bro, we got to take everything I did in WWF and do it again, bro. But this time we're going to do it worse. <laughs> wow. You see how it worked over there? Well, it's going to fail over here, bro. Let's do it. Getting a little international here. Uh, in Tijuana, Mexico, Rey Mysterio Sr. lost a hair versus hair match against Psychosis, who's now wrestling under the name Nicho El Milenario. The show drew 6,000 fans with the highest ticket prices for a wrestling show ever in Tijuana, which makes it the biggest indoor gate ever for wrestling in that city. It was a big deal because Mysterio Sr. has never lost a hair match, and when he was pinned, it got the loudest, one of the loudest pops ever. Good. So, how big are their venues down there where 6,000 6, is a sellout? Uh, I don't know, but I feel like that's been a couple where AEW's been going lately, so it's I don't know. Maybe it's up uh, where the college basketball team plays. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, because that's 6,000 like, is not exactly a huge number, but whatever. Uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling is planning to go public in the near future, similar to what the WWF did. It would be the first Japanese pro wrestling company to have an IPO. This never happens. And 22 years later, it still hasn't happened. <laughs> Uh, there you go. <laughs> Speaking of uh, Dark Side of the Ring, Atsushi Onita confirmed that he will be facing Terry Funk in an exploding ring barbed wire death match next month. For oh, oh, man, sign my ass up. And it's going to be in CZW. It had previously been announced by CZW, but neither wrestler oh. had confirmed uh. until now. This one's kind of sad. Uh, Yokozuna worked a tag team match alongside Justin Credible at an indie show this past week, and it was and he was said to look enormous, even bigger than his WWF days. He only isn't this when one... he was trying to become the biggest wrestler in history or something like that? Uh, I I would assume so, but uh, I guess he only did one move in the match, which was a leg drop. Justin Credible got a much bigger pop than the former WWF champion. Yokozuna actually passes away five months after this. <sighs> sad. Didn't you say that Roman Reigns wears a, the bun in tribute of Yoko? Yeah, that's what he said, you know. So, so. okay, yeah, I get it now. Sense. Roman Reigns, who as a, uh, I mean, obviously it's not him, it's an actor portraying him, but makes a, an appearance on uh, uh, on Young Rock, so that's pretty cool. Oh yeah, we've all seen the uh, clip. It, yeah. It's coming next month, next year in Los Angeles, it has to. 
please. Uh, the Rock won't even have to. He'll. The Rock will just have to like travel down the road, basically, because I think he lives in L.A., doesn't he? Probably. The highest paid actor in all of Hollywood, as far as I as far as I know. I think he's like one of the top three. I think I read a story where it's uh, the guy who's 007 or just finished 007, Daniel oh, Craig. Uh, yeah, Daniel Craig. Yeah. Which is weird. I didn't even know he was in anything else. Good for him. Yeah. The only thing. The only other thing besides that movie I can think of is he was in uh, Knives Out. But that's about it. Uh, last story I have here. Is, this is vaguely wrestling related. It's more setting up for the future. A study on the effects of concussions on NFL players was released this week. Uh, at a neurology conference. It was a survey of more than 1,000 retired NFL players that had suffered concussions during their careers. The study showed that those who suffered a concussion were more likely to suffer from neurological issues, such as memory problems, speech or hearing impairments, numbness, and headaches. It was the first real study of its kind on the effects of concussions on football players, and Uncle Dave suspects that this might be... He suspects that this might be an important issue in the future, not just for football players, but likely professional wrestlers as well. Yeah, and that's why uh, WWE has their concussion protocol. And from everything that people have said about it, it's pretty damn strict. I mean, if you're shaken up and you might still have effects, they're not going to let you step foot in the ring again. <sighs> it kind of needed to happen, especially with everything that you know went on with the NFL and People, uh, former former players today still feeling the effects of that stuff. It's sad, man. But all right, that does it for the news and notes. It's time to hop into the event at hand. On the other end of this break, we'll be right back after this. What's up, Shorty and Greg? It's the Rook from Scoreboard Addicts Podcast. Just want to congratulate you guys on 100 episodes of your podcast. It's definitely not an easy feat. Uh, a lot of consistent... Uh, uh, content coming out from you guys. Uh, really appreciate Troy coming out uh, for WWE trivia. Next time we'll try to have Greg on our show for some WWE trivia. Hopefully I can try to stump you like I did with Troy. Um, but just want to say congratulations, guys. All the best. Here's to 100 and then 100 more after that. So good luck. Congratulations. See you later. Follow the main event marks at facebook.com forward slash main event marks pod on Twitter at main event underscore marks and on Instagram at main event underscore marks and at main event collector. This message is brought to you by belly up sports. No, just kidding. This is not an NWO promo. This is just me, Kyle Sullivan, AKA Shaggy Von Doom, the host of here in Puckburg on the belly up sports podcast network. I have a hockey podcast where we talk about hockey fandom and the love of the game, and where that leads you in this, this game we call life. Why am I on Main Event Marks telling you about this? Well, what if I told you I had one half of the world's greatest tag team, otherwise known as the Main Event Marks, the one and only Greg, Superfly Greg. He was on, and he was talking about his love of the game. So you might want to come over and check that episode out. And if you like what you hear, you can check out the rest of our incredible episodes with our incredible hockey community from PHF, athletes, ESPN personalities, fathers of NHL players, and a whole lot more. Come by, follow the show, give a like, give a subscribe, and it'd be great to have you here in Puckburg. But enough about me. Let's get back to what you're really here for, the main event marks, because they are the cream of the crop. Oh, yeah. 
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. When it comes to service, Rush Truck Centers is committed to making you their top priority. Whether you're looking for same-day preventive maintenance, assistance from their dedicated service concierge team, or 24-7 access to your truck repair status, Rush Truck Centers offer customizable maintenance plans that fit your needs. What are you and your truck waiting for? Schedule an appointment with Rush Truck Center Service Department or ask them to dispatch a mobile service unit when and where you need it. Visit RushTruckCenters.com to find your nearest location. You can expect more from Rush Truck Centers. One cell, this on. The main event marks are available wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube. Find all of our links on our link tree at linktr.ee forward slash main event marks. Hey guys, this is Brian Scott, host of the Injured List podcast. Congratulations to main event marks on your 100th episode. Here's to many more. And we're back. And we're back. It's WWF Judgment Day 2000, took place on May 21st, 2000. The venue was Freedom Hall in Louisville, Kentucky. The attendance, <laughs> attendance was 16,827, and the buy rate was actually 1.05, which amounted to 40, uh, 420,000 buys. Wow. And by this, by this time, you were watching them all live, right? Uh, all the way live, yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah, this uh, was a damn good one to catch live, man. And it, for some of the stuff that happened on the show, it's like, wow, this wasn't even like one of the quote unquote big ones. It was just Judgment Day. But yeah, but time, I mean, it kind of turns the tide here, too. Right. Well, and I feel like because they kind of did backlash big after WrestleMania. And around this time, there wasn't really a throwaway pay-per-view that you could, you know, be like, eh, I'll skip this one. They all kind of had big stuff happening on them around this time. So, uh, but the event Huge grossed stuff, right? Uh, the event grossed over five hundred ninety-six thousand fifty dollars in ticket sales from an attendance of uh, what I mentioned sixteen thousand eight hundred twenty-seven. I didn't think about this until after I watched the show, but Kane was on the posters for this event, even though he wasn't on the show. It's kind of like a, did I wonder if they had plans for him to be there and it just didn't happen. I know they did that with Triple H. Um, what was the show? You and I reviewed it. Uh, Vengeance. He was on, okay, Vengeance. Yeah, where he was on the poster because he was supposed to make his return and didn't happen. But we start the show in Vince McMahon's office where DX and the McMahons are all sitting around. Vince tells everyone that tonight is going to be a great night when er, uh, Gerald Briscoe comes in wearing the hardcore title. When Vince asks where Pat Patterson oh is, Brisco, <laughs> Briscoe says that Pat missed his flight. Vince then takes uh, everyone's coffee order and sends Briscoe to go get it. Uh, they all. <laughs> I like that, tri- man. <laughs> right. I, I like Triple H's line where he's like, you know, how I like my coffee fast. Go get it. <laughs> uh, but they all talk about their matches going on later tonight. And then we hear banging around in the hall. Turns out that the headbangers of all people are beating on Gerald Briscoe through the halls. 
We then see Shawn Michaels walking out of the Rocks locker room while wearing his referee outfit because he's refing the main event tonight. Before the first match... Any uh, stuffed dog, gauge tape or whatever in his pants this time? <laughs> yeah, yeah uh, we actually got a mention about that <laughs> from Triple H later in the night. But I was like, wow. Yeah. Uh, Fourth wall, first, dude. Screw it. That's right. Before the first match, Kurt Angle comes out with a microphone. He says that since he teamed up with Edge and Christian, teenage girls love him now. Yep, because that didn't creep me out. Yeah, I know. I was like, um, uh, you might want to rephrase that. <laughs> but he tells the girls to, quote, quit uh, shacking up with different guys and instead follow his three eyes. People that don't remember three eyes are integrity and uh, Intensity and intelligence. Uh, but Edge and Christian then come out carrying bags. Christian intentionally mispronounces Louisville, calling it Louisville, which draws booze. Uh, ENC then do their five-second pose. I, hey, really was, I was a kid, I thought that was the same thing. So, Yeah, I didn't think it was such a big deal until you start getting like around the Kentucky area, and the, they oh, take that crap. Your part, oh, shit, sorry. <laughs> sorry. There's a pop-up on YouTube. It's <laughs> okay. Uh, but they take that crap seriously down in Kentucky. Like, they get mad if you mispronounce it. Like, oh, well, excuse the F out of me. But Ian Kentucky. C... But you guys have things other than uh, KFC? <laughs> Say what? So they have things other than KFC in Kentucky, like Louisville? Yeah, but uh, they do actually have, like, a museum dedicated to uh, KFC down in Kentucky. I'm not even joking. Oh, okay. Yeah. But Edge and Christian do their five-second pose with Kurt Angle. While they're holding banjos, and, huh? And wh- and why do they do the five second pose? Uh, for the benefit of those with flash photography. Yes. Okay. Get get, get, get that right, dude. Oh, well, excuse me. But they're holding banjos, washboards, and jugs while wearing uh, bandanas around their necks, fake <sighs> teeth, and country bear style hats. I laugh way too hard at this. Like way too hard. <laughs> this was effing stupid, but it was funny. I feel like Edge's eyes made it all the better. Did right, you see how yeah, he like Edge. bugged out? <laughs> he like crossed his eyes with his fake teeth. He looked like he was about to tell Kurt Angle he had a pretty mouth. But anyway, uh, the first match of the night is Kurt Angle, Edge, and I Christian. Purdy's my sister. Wow. Uh, well, you know, one of the, the biggest lies told in Kentucky, Greg, is I swear, officer, I was just helping the goat over the fence. <laughs> I just turned off a ton of ten, uh, Kentucky listeners. It's a joke, people. But it's Kurt Angle, Edge, and Christian versus Rikishi and Too Cool, made up of Grandmaster Sexay and Scotty Too Hotty. It went nine minutes, 46 seconds. Big at a jump start is ENC jump Too Cool from behind. In the end, Rikishi picks Edge up for a power slam. Behind the referee's back, Christian hits Rikishi with a ring bell. Edge falls on top of Rikishi, but then Grandmaster Sexay hits a top rope leg drop onto the back of Edge's head allowing Rikishi to roll over and pin Edge for the win. Uncle Dave gave it two and a quarter stars. I gave it two and a half. Didn't blow me away, but it was a good opening match. What say you? It was okay. Two stars. Yeah. i say it's average. We've seen better, too, out of combinations of these guys. Right. And it's hard to think about, like, now if you didn't live through it. But, man, back during this time, Too Cool and Rikishi were over as hell. Oh, God, yeah. I mean, the crowd blew for him. They, they want to see him dance. So it was, uh, yeah, it was big time for them. 
Speaking of which, after the match, we get a Rikishi and Too Cool dance for the capacity crowd. Uh, and now just backstage. You pay 22 if you guys don't have that game, go get it. Yeah, yeah. They got uh, like three different Samoans uh, to download in that pack, right? Rikishi, yeah. Umaga, and, and uh, Yokozuna. And then randomly Omos and Casey Catanzaro. Not really. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, I was like, uh, two of these things are not like the other. <laughs> Backstage, Frosted Tips Michael Cole is standing by with Shawn Michaels. Uh, yeah, you had to make sure to point that out. Yep. Good I, I, Lord. It was right there, man. Uh, Cole asks Sean if he's uh, if he'll be objective tonight or favor one guy over the other. Sean says that he was hired by Linda McMahon to do a job, and he's going to do it. Cole says that the rumor on the internet is that Sean is jealous of The Rock, to which HBK says, well, if it's on the internet, it's got to be true. He then says yeah. that that's I, enough. Yeah. He walks off. I, mean, I don't want sarcasm in there, but... Hey, we, we have learned over the past few years especially you can't put anything on the internet that isn't true greg all right good lord (laughs) moving on we now see footage from sunday night heat where eddie guerrero and china pull into the uh, parking garage in a tricked out lowrider while ironically also playing lowrider on the stereo eddie flirts with china that's my national anthem you know good lord (laughs) It's only half of your national anthem, okay? (laughs) But Eddie flirts with China before Dean Malenko stops him and tells China to keep out of their business. Eddie and China laugh it off. Then Perry Saturn tells Malenko, if you're going to kiss someone's ass, kiss the ass of the guy who's going to win it. Me. I I, I don't know what the hell he was trying to say. I didn't know what to say there. Yeah, I'm like, uh, hey, Perry, where's your mop? Coming. You're a little ahead. Wow. Uh, up next is Eddie Guerrero with China in his corner. He's defending the WWF European title in a triple threat match. Prestigious Perry's... European title. Exactly. Uh, he, he's making it matter again, Greg. <laughs> but he's, he's taking on Perry Saturn and Dean Malenko in a triple threat. It went about eight minutes. At one point outside the ring, China nails Saturn with a bouquet of roses that she's holding, which knocks him out. Uh, she tries again with Dean Malenko in the ring, but Dean grabs him, and then she trips Dean, who goes face first into the flowers before Eddie rolls him up for the pin. Perry Saturn worked uh, worked the show despite being hospitalized a day earlier for coughing up blood, possibly food poisoning, and still had, according to Uncle Dave, his best match yet in the WWF. Uh, Uncle Dave gave it three and a quarter stars. I gave it two and a half. What say you? I gave it two. Sounds blown me away yet, but it's not been bad. Yeah. I mean, it's two good matches back to back. Not great. Two good matches back to back. So, you know, hey, not bad. But after the match, uh, Eddie pulls something out of the flowers. It appears to either be a lead pipe or a piece of of rebar. I couldn't really tell. Either way, it was something big and metal that he smacked him in the face with. But we now see footage from SmackDown, where Gerald Briscoe pinned Crash Holly while he was napping to become the hardcore champion. <sighs> now in the restroom, Briscoe is on edge, looking around. His own reflection scares him, and he punches the mirror, you know, like yeah. a smart guy. <laughs> uh, and he hurts his own hand. This spot, dude. Uh, oh, man. It would have been better <sighs> if he saw the reflection of the Ultimate Warrior in the mirror, man. Right. Now, 
Now that would have been awesome. Oh God! Up next, you ready for some oh, bullcrap? Oh yes! Here <sighs> we go. This is partially why I don't like looking at my notes ahead of time. I just go to it when you get to it, and I'm like, oh yeah, <laughs> oh yeah, this crap. But Shane McMahon versus The Big Show in a no-holds-barred Falls Count Anywhere match it went for 7 minutes and 12 seconds. And they were getting over, they were trying to get over hard at this point, by the way, that The Big Show's nickname is The Big Nasty Bastard. Hell yeah. You know, that rolls right off the tongue, man. <laughs> but uh, I don't remember this version of The Big Show's theme. Like a rap remix? It's from Aggression. They're trying to put that album over. He loses it very soon. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, yeah. because I was going to say, if I cause I was watching Faithfully at this point, so if I don't, uh, and I don't recall him using it very much, so I was assuming it didn't stick around very long. Uh, but the Big Show dominates until the Big Boss Man runs in and takes out the Big Show's knee with his nightstick. Big Show takes him out, however, before Test and Albert, T and A, uh, run in with chairs. He takes them out, too, and then Trish Stratus runs in and low blows him, but the Big Show shrugs it off and then picks her up and throws her over the top rope onto TNA. A show follows a crawling Shane onto the stage and then rips a piece off of the set, but then Shane drop kicks him before he can use it. TNA jumps Big Show now again. He eventually takes him out again, tries to chase after Shane, but now Bull Buchanan, dressed like a SWAT team member, Jumps Big Show to beat him with a nightstick. <sighs> Shane now shoves sound equipment onto Big Show's leg, or, or left leg, and uh, it sparks and, you know, all them effects, whatever. He then slams a cinder block and shatters it over Big Show's head and finally pins him. This gets a Big Show off TV for a while because he has a torn meniscus. Uncle Dave gave it a star. I gave it a star and a half. A lot of bull crap. What say you? What do you think I can <laughs> El Uno star? Yes, it sucked. This uh, not the worst match on the card. Crap. No. Uh, it was, no, hold on. I, I, I kind of went, it was premature the last week, so I want to make sure to get it right this week. So, <laughs> this, uh, yeah, there was a whole lot going on here, and it's just like, man, it took like 10 guys, ain't a girl, to, to beat the big show. Plus, you know, a bunch of equipment. By the way, I forgot about this era of Bull Buchanan. Well, it, this is probably was, his best run, in my opinion. But was this like try number three of five hundred that they tried with uh, him? Maybe. I, uh, There's this. There was obviously the Truth Commission. There was Right to Censor. There was B Squared. Like they couldn't figure out what they 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 knew they didn't want to fire him, but they didn't know what the hell they wanted to do with him. They knew they wanted to keep him, so there's that. Yeah, right. Isn't his son one of the ones in NXT right now in, in that redneck team? Yep. <laughs> boy, How are they doing? They suck. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, the son of Bull Buchanan sucks? No. No way. Believe it or not. Yeah, it blew me away. But hey, man, uh, best part of the whole thing is after the match, we get a Dr. Tom Pritchard sighting. <laughs> he comes. He's one of the Doctor Tom, aka Zip. I, just, I love saying that, by the way. Oh <laughs> hell yeah! Uh, that was not a rib. But he's one of the agents that comes out to help the Big Show after the match. 
Big Show gets loaded onto an ambu- into an ambulance, rather, and they take off. There you go. We now see Gerald Briscoe walking into the referee's room to rest. When he starts to drift off in a chair, one of the referees tries to pin him, and then Briscoe flips out and storms off. Good God. <laughs> we, we now go to the locker rooms to see Triple H in his Starcade main eventing tan. Hell Talk yes. To- and that hair. Right. Dude, that, his tan was, like, dark as hell. Like, Hulk Hogan's like, brother, you're dark. Uh, but he's talking to Shawn Michaels. Uh, Triple H says that he hates Michael's shorts, saying that it looks like Shawn's smuggling bananas in him. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't wrong. Oh, my gosh. Like, what the hell? We now go to, uh, not match of the night, but on any other night, it might have been. It is Chris Benoit. Chris Benbleep defending the WWF Intercontinental title against Chris Jericho uh, in a submission match. This I also is... just realized that both shows that I picked had these two wrestle each other on it. I didn't realize that till just now. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, how about <laughs> that? Hey, man, you want a great match. You throw these two out in the ring together, and I'm not being sarcastic. You just know and they're going to be... These two, like... Uh, they just must have told each other before the match. It's like, and I've heard of, you know, uh, wrestlers talk about, they, they've done this sometimes. They tell the person, they're like, hey, I'm apologizing in advance. I'm going to beat the shit out of you. So <laughs> they had to have done that. It's like, look, I'm sorry, but um, you're going to get some potatoes. But this yeah, one like about, fine. yeah, right. This one went about 13 and a half minutes. Benoit goes into this one wearing a knee brace that eventually gets ripped off. These guys pound the piss out of each other. Benoit blasts Jericho in the head with a brace at one point and locks in the crippler crossface. Uh, Jericho won't tap, though, so Benoit slips his hands down around Jericho's throat, and Jericho passes out, giving the win to Benoit. Uncle Dave said this was a show stealer that Benoit worked despite having the flu. Uh, I don't know oh, if it really? was a show. Yeah, that, that makes it even better. Like, damn. I wouldn't say it's a you show actually stealer. actually put over WWE there? Oops. Yeah. Uh, but he gives this uh, four stars. I give it three and a half. Let's see. You. I actually gave it four as well. I'll be damned. Yeah, it's really, uh, really damn good. It's probably the best match. Well, okay, it's the best undercard match. I love that. Yeah. Oh, like I said, on any other night, this would have probably been match of the night. But we've got the main event coming. In my opinion, it was an, just a great, amazing match. So... We'll get into it, though. Uh, but after the match, Chris Benoit won't relinquish the hold, so multiple referees hit the ring and break it. Uh, we've been waiting with bated breath to see this footage, by the way, of what happened <sighs> earlier between the Bris- uh, between uh, Gerald Briscoe and the Headbangers. <laughs> Apparently, oh. uh, when Briscoe was getting coffee, they attacked him. Neither one of them could get the pin, however, because they kept pulling each other off of Briscoe. Okay. <laughs> Because we needed uh, to go back to this, Greg. Yeah? Why do you keep uh, saying that sarcastically? I like, by the way, how we have two threads that go throughout this whole show. One of them is Shawn Michaels going back and forth, talking with the, the guys from the main event. And then this freaking thing with Gerald Briscoe. Speaking of which, uh, we now go to Frosted Tip Michael Cole yet again, interviewing Gerald Briscoe. Gerald is explaining to Cole how uh, being the hardcore champion has, ba- has basically ruined his life because he's constantly watching his back, which begs a question, which you've brought up before. 
Why does he want to remain the hardcore champion then? Does he get a bump it's in still, pay? It's still going on to this day with the 24 7 title. I know. Why do you just want to be chased by geeks all the time? Like, just give it up, man. <laughs> and ever and apparently that title is so coveted and so sought after. Like, I saw the thing with the. You, you watched everything live, so uh, I know you've seen this, but I, I saw it in retrospect. Uh, the the wedding situation. Really? Yeah, yeah. It's come to that. Yeah. And uh, double was. They, it was, you know, they teased a bunch of stuff. There was, uh, you know, there was interracial, there was uh, a lesbian wedding, and, and then eventually turned into the, a title-stealing thing. So, you know, yeah. they were, you see, we're all about equality in that second. <laughs> as stupid as it was. Yeah. <laughs> it was the worst thing ever. <laughs> Jam 10 pounds of crap into a five-pound bag, man. Mm-hmm. There you go. Uh, oh, and, and then, was it Jinder Mahal that got pinned or pinned someone on a golf course? I think he got pinned. Okay. While in his gear, by yeah, the that's way. That's a former WWE champion, by the way. So point that out. <laughs> the former WWE champion is in the group of geeks chasing after the, the green belt. <sighs> Whatever. Hey, uh, how, how are the numbers doing over in the Indian market? <laughs> I don't know, but it's <laughs> probably bigger than, than Veer. <laughs> You're right. Uh, but two vendors walk in behind Briscoe, by the way and call over a referee to conspire about how they can take the hardcore title. Briscoe turns around and notices this, however, and he jumps both guys, beating them up before walking off. <sighs> All I could think of was Pritchard's like stories about when they would go to the bar and be like, if I wanted to hook you, you'd be hooked. <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, there's more talking now as we go to the, lo- the Rock's locker room where he's talking to Shawn Michaels. Brock tells HBK that you better call the match right down the middle or there's going to be a problem between them. And now we go to this. It's the team of Degeneration X, Road Dog, and X-Pac with Tori in their corner taking on the Dudley boys of Bubba Ray and Devon Dudley in a tag team mat, tag team tables match. Yeah. Uh, it went just under 11 minutes. Uh, I forget where, was Billy Gunn out injured at this point? I forget what happened to him. I think so. Yeah. Okay. So I know around this time is they all got back to one. Yeah. Yeah. I can't remember time. It's timelines, man. I can't remember. Well, the one is coming because he's in the Royal Rumble 2001 as the one. Gotcha. So okay. it's coming. I just couldn't tell you. Top of my head, when. Ah, right. And that's yeah, coming. Like... X Factor is coming. Road Dog and 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 K Quick is coming. Speaking of Jeez, the uh, 24/7 title. <laughs> it's insane all this stuff I'm realizing wow this group's about to like break off into like, quite a few different splinter groups yeah right huh. and then you look at the other side of the ring here and uh, hey in a few, few years down the road we're gonna have Reverend Devon man <sighs> testify <laughs> that was but, yeah, it was stupid but I don't know I felt it was uh, it worked for a little bit it brought yeah. Batista in so you can't fault it yeah, I was going to say, hey, we got Batista out of it, so, yeah, that's cool. Uh, the other thing is, I mean, kudos to them for trying something with Devon. I felt the gimmick was was decent. Uh, nobody gave a crap, but it was decent. It was better than anything TNA did with him down the line. So, But Devon is the first to get put through a table by Road Dog with a Stretch Armstrong. Next, Bu- uh, Bubba Ray powerbombs X-Pac through a table. 
When the referee tries to break up a fist fight between Bubba Ray and Road Dog, they both hip toss the referee through a table. You know, like smart guys do. Gerald Briscoe now walks Again out. Again with that sarcasm, dude. Whatever. <laughs> Gerald Briscoe now walks out as the Dudley Boys hit 3D to Road Dog through a table. However, the referee's One knocked out and didn't done. see it. <laughs> God, idiot, uh, man. Wow. It's just 3D you're talking about. Wait, what? So the Usos call it one and done. Oh, good lord. I th- So they don't do the... I-, I like the double splash. I always thought that was cool. They still do that, but the one and done's become their new thing. Yeah. Holy Ray I literally gifted, gifted it to him, so... Well, I was going to say, after they repeatedly beat the crap out of the Dudley boys during their last run in WWE, you know, there you go. Yeah. Hey, we beat you, now we're going to steal your move, damn it. Uh, but either way, uh, the ref didn't, referee didn't see this, obviously, and uh, Briscoe pulls Road Dog away. Corey now gets in, and Bubba oh, stops God. her. Hell yeah. And Bubba stops her from slapping him. Devon gets a table set up as Bubba attempts to powerbomb her off the second turnbuckle. Briscoe saves her, though, and X-Pac hits the X-Factor <laughs> to Bubba off the second rope through the table. <laughs> As the referee wakes up to see it. Uh, so Dave, sad. <laughs> yeah, it was weird. It was a mess. <laughs> Uncle Dave gave it two and three quarter stars. I gave it two and a half. It was average. What say you? I wrote one, but yeah, I have to stick with one. <laughs> I thought it was watchable, I it. but I don't know. It wasn't. Yeah, to, to your point, it wasn't great. <laughs> it was a mess. <laughs> Yeah, it definitely was. Like, was Briscoe needed? Nope. Is Briscoe ever needed? Like, come on. Well. They already had... It's like... Apparently he taught Sean some legit chokeholds for Sorry Series 97 just in case something went awry. So I guess he was needed to answer your question at some point. Yeah. <laughs> right. I heard that yeah. right on the documentary, by the way. Him, uh, Joe Briscoe, pronouns pal. I heard it straight from him, so I assume it's true. He said he taught him I some... Think- Holes or something like that. I think Briscoe or uh, Briscoe. I think Pritchard confirmed that as well. So, yeah, I I believe it. But speaking of him, after the match, Gerald Briscoe runs into the ring and crotch chops uh, Bubba Ray. (laughs) Uh, Devon then jumps Briscoe from behind, and the Dudleys double team him before setting up a table and three Ding his ass through it. (sighs) We now. We now get a creepy promo showing what looks like the little girls from The Shining doing the Lord's Prayer. Uh, All I got was Vince Sam in a flashback. But, uh. <laughs> right. Hey, they're not the little girls from The Shining, though, Greg, because there's three of them, not two. So there you go. Is this who <laughs> Seven was stalking in WCW? Oh, my gosh. Uh, yeah. By the way, speaking of him, I didn't even think about this the other day. Uh so one of the Rhodeses went back to WWE and it wasn't Dustin. Right. That one blew my mind the most. It's like out of the two uh, Rhodeses, well, I figured he's he- already he's already, you know, made his hundred returns. He's already maxed out, so Yeah. I think it was Booker T was saying he's like, Well, I wouldn't be shocked to see him back in WWE. It's like maybe for a Hall of Fame induction. It's like he's he's still good, but it's like what did does WWE need him? Like what are they gonna do with him? The Cody's young, and you know he's got—he's he, a big enough name. It's like I really don't know where Dustin would even fit in. But he definitely needs to go back to get inducted into the Hall of Fame because he deserves that. Either way, uh, up next, uh, Triple H 
Vince McMahon, Shane McMahon, and Stephanie McMahon Helmsley all come to the ring for the main event. Yeah, yeah. My first note here is, yeah, uh, an Iron Man match needs all this. <laughs> well, yeah. I, that's my one critique with every company around this time. There's too much going on. Just let somebody, let people have a match. All right, bro. This ain't even Russo, bro. I know. I mean, this wasn't WCW levels of crap, but like, dang. Plus the fact that we, well, plus the fact that we actually care about these people. Uh, Triple H. We don't care about like, you know, Van Hammer. I had to mention him one more time. Oh, Oh, yeah. My, my bad. Yeah. We we definitely care about Van Hammer. And he's on the outside every time uh, Mr. Connection's in the ring. So there you go. Brain will ask you yeah, why man. I brought him up randomly. It has to do with that. They, well, because just have having him on everything. So. Well, because just oh, having wow. him on the screen uh, draws <laughs> ratings. It gets eyeballs, man. <sighs> anyway, uh, Triple H grabs a mic and Shut says up. that <laughs> as much as he as much as he'd love his family to watch him win the WWF title while at ringside, he wants to make history by himself. Because uh-huh. of that, he asks the McMahons to all go to the back. To the back! Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, and I'm sure they're going to stay there. I have no doubt. Well, yeah, they have a great track record of that, Greg. Uh, and he, uh, and uh, they need to let him wrestle the Rock on his own. There you go. Uh, Triple H, by the way, is coming out to my time uh, at this point. He has... I can't remember when exactly it is he gets the game. January 2001, San Jose. I was there. Wow. Really? That's when he debuted it? hmm Wow. He cost Austin the WWE title against Kurt Angle. Damn. That's pretty cool. Yeah, so my time would Because I remember being there when that music hit. I'm like, who the hell's coming out? I thought someone was coming out. We, we hadn't heard the song before. And it turned out <laughs> it was his new theme. That is now uh, one of the most iconic themes ever. <laughs> right. Is that Raw? Yeah. Oh, okay. I'll have to go back and check that out. But we're going to take our next to last break here. When we come back, we're going to get into the main... (laughs) We'll get into the main event. Right after this. Welcome, Main Event Marks fans. Welcome to me, Jacob Grandi, host of Curtain Jerking, congratulating the Main Event Marks on 100 episodes. Here's to 100 more. Thanks for having me a part of your channel. And as always, fly high. I'm out. Follow the Main Event Marks at Facebook.com forward slash Main Event Marks pod on Twitter at Main Event underscore Marks and on Instagram at Main Event underscore Marks and at Main Event Collector. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening and good night. My name is Thomas and what's your name? Uh, I'm Alan. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We're brothers. That's right. Yeah. yeah the mother, same mother and father. Your room was... Oh, we shared a room. Shared a room. We right. shared a room. thought I knew your face. Yeah, we go way way back, mate. Yeah. Yeah. We should do a podcast then. Uh, we have. We do, we do a podcast. We do a podcast. What's it called? The... Broadcast. Yeah, that was planned. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well. What are we doing? Well, we cover all different things in the world of pop culture. We're talking about comic books, we're talking professional wrestling, and we're talking about movies. Go back and watch classic retro wrestling events, the likes of WWE, WCW, and if you do like that, you can check us out on Apple iTunes, also on Podbean, Anchor, and on Podknife. Also check us out on Twitter, at The Broadcast. That's B-R-O. Hey, it's all right. Good on you. Instagram also at the Broadcast Podcast. Remember, we don't spell it with a C. We spell it with a K. Slow, mate. Take it easy. 
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Start a journey, not a fad. Kick off your fitness journey with up to $500 off Peloton Bike, Bike Plus, or Tread Packages. Choose the package that will take your training to the next level with accessories like our cycling shoes, heart rate band, non-slip grip dumbbells, and more. Join now and you'll see why 92% of households that start the year with Peloton are still active a year later. All access membership separate. Offer ends January 8th, 2023. Excludes Bike, Bike Plus, and Tread Basics. See additional terms at OnePeloton.com. Event marks are available wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube. Find all of our links on our link tree at linktr.ee forward slash main event marks. Hey everyone, it's Commissioner Cooper from TSS Fantasy. Congratulations, main event marks on 100 episodes. The bottom line is you can smell what these boys are cooking. You can call them perfect. You can call them ravishing. Or the best there is, was, or will be. Oh, it's true. It's damn true. And we're looking for 100 more. Congratulations. And we're back. We're back. It's The Rock. Defending the uh, WWF Championship in a 60-minute Ironman match against Triple H, special guest referee Shawn Michaels. This one went 60 minutes and 8 seconds, according to Uncle Dave. They added an extra 8 seconds. <laughs> I like uh, this. This was covered on Grill and J. This isn't basketball, dude. The damn uh, shot clock, you know, which makes all the difference in the world between a win and a loss at the end. Idiot. <laughs> right. I like... Uh, uh, Girl and Jr. Had covered this on the, on that podcast, and Conrad mentioned that, and Jr. was like, "Oh God!" Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh man! But before the ten minute mark, the rock. Okay, hold on, real quick. Sorry, one more thing. Is he sitting there with a stopwatch the whole time watching this, so we can call he, this out? He clearly does, because he does that during the Royal Rumble. What a damn loser, man! Get a life. He sits there during the Royal Rumble with a stopwatch, and and he's like, "Well, that that wasn't two minutes. I, I gotta I gotta let everybody know." Okay, well, hey, genius! They two minutes died out in 1995. Might have been 94. Ninety five was one minute. Ninety four was a minute and a half, I think, and then ninety five, which is the uh, shortest Royal Rumble ever, was one minute. So, idiot! It died out years ago. So, well, I can't remember what the what, what's the what's the time they say it's it's. Supposedly yeah, 90, 90 seconds. They, they've or never really said it lately, like in modern day, but I'm going to just say 90 seconds. That's why he always gets, he's like, well, it's Titan time because, you know, that it's it's not real time. They, you know, they fabricate, you know, the, the, the intervals. I was like, okay. Like, hey, uh, I don't know if you know this. The whole match is fabricated. So the outcome is fabricated. So, you know, that's. The news is fabricated. Oh, well, of course, but. Uh, before the 10-minute mark, The Rock gives gets the first fall after a rock bottom. At the 25-and-a-half-minute mark, Triple H hits a pedigree for the pinfall and evens it up. 
you can already see, by the way, for anybody out there that uh, knows about, you know, the 60-minute Iron Man match at WrestleMania 12 that went 0-0 zero zero at the end. Uh, this one is not that. Uh, getting, them, getting them pinfalls in, man. Uh, Triple H scores another quick pinfall with a small package at the 27-and-a-half-minute mark. Uh, after uh, fighting around on the stage in the aisleway, they get back into the ring, and Triple H hits a pile driver, of all things, to go up 3-to-1 and are at the 31-and-a-half-minute uh, mark. After the 40-minute uh, mark, The Rock slips off of a sliding DDT attempt, but hits the DDT anyway, and pins Triple H to go up 3-to-2. I'm sure JR was at half mass because he pinned somebody off a of DDT. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, he still cracks like, pot shots of that on commentary to AEW, dude. Yep, <laughs> uh, he, still, he goes off on it on his podcast still. He's like... I like the one, um, I think it was a tweet. He's, he was like, if I see one more person kick out of a DDT, I'm going to mess my drawers. <laughs> like, uh, a couple weeks ago, uh, he, I forget who did it, but like, you know, back in my day, that was an amazing finisher. Nowadays, it's not even a setup. I'm like, wow, dude, he uh, just doesn't care anymore. Nope. Barry's crap right on air. <laughs> uh, I, he doesn't need the money. I'll say that. Uh, Shawn Michaels act, uh, actually, sto- <laughs> actually stops Triple H from cheating a few times, kicking his feet off the ropes at one point, and then snatching a chair away uh, later on. Triple H eventually does get the chair and uses it, though, leading to a DQ at about the 45-minute mark, uh, tying it up at 3-3. Three to three. Uh, the rock- uh, Before you go on, I, want to say that I forgot to say this at the beginning. Are we supposed to just forget that this is this is May? So seven months prior, Shawn Michaels turned on The Rock, helped Triple H keep a saddle on the debut of SmackDown. Did you, yeah. did you piece that together? Yeah, because they talk they, about it in the uh, yeah. But I'm like, are we supposed package. to just forget that happened? Like, why is all of a sudden he's the referee? And, you know, it's fair now, but he wasn't fair then. Well, because now Linda McMahon asked him nicely, "Hey, could you you know be a good boy?" That makes so, sense. Yeah. <laughs> Considering he turned on him to help his friend who's in the group that he helped him found, but now he's fair. Okay. I think I got it all. Well, yeah. We're good. (laughs) Well, we're all tied up at three and three now. Uh, The Rock gets busted open, and Triple H does a jackknife cover with his feet on the ropes to go up four to three at the 46 minute mark. Uh, I actually used to, this reminds me of the old SmackDown games when my dad and I would play the Iron Man matches. And we, one of us would get a chair, beat the crap out of the other one, and get one DQ, and then we'd get like two pinfalls in a row right off of it. That's kind of what Brock Lesnar did to Kurt Angle in their Iron Man match. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> uh, but Triple H locks in a sleeper hold, and The Rock passes out, allowing him to go up five to three. Uh, Sean goes off on Triple H, and they to pull him off of the hold, they get into an argument. Triple H tries to put The Rock through a commentary table, but The Rock reverses it into a pedigree on Triple H. This was the era of everybody stealing each other's finishers. Uh, this busts Triple H open, and gets and uh, he gets counted out, leading to the score being 5-4 to four by the 56-minute mark. McMahon's come back down now. No! I, they promised. I was shocked. But I, I, don't, I don't understand, Greg. They, they promised they'd stay in the pack. Like, what the hell? Business <laughs> business takes so uh, precedent over promises, dude. Sorry. I guess so. 
Well, the McMahons come back down, and The Rock punches Shane and then Vince off of the apron before hitting a spine buster into a people's elbow on Triple H to tie it up at the 58-minute mark, 5-5. Shane McMahon pulls Shawn Michaels out of the ring now, and uh, and Shawn punches out Shane and then Vince. Road Dogg and X-Pac now hit the ring as the creepy little girl promo hits the Titantron again. Just as they say, he's here. You hear a revving motorcycle, and The Undertaker rides out looking like a biker now. Remember the last time we saw him, he was still the dead man. The crowd absolutely blows the roof off of this place as The Undertaker cleans house. He goozles Stephanie McMahon, but Triple H stops him. The Undertaker chokes on Triple H now and then hits the tombstone on him as Shawn Michaels tells him not to. The match officially ends as Shawn Michaels tells Howard Finkel that he disqualified The Rock, making the score 6-5. to five. Triple H wins the match and the WWF title, making it the making him like the third champion in three months, two months, something like that. Uh, uh, let's see. He started as champ. Then he lost it to The yeah. Rock. Yeah. And then Triple H got it. And then The Rock wins it again. He's only really yeah. the second champ. It's like the third time he's changed champs. There's only been two champs at this point. Yeah, right. And this was and still then the, the time of the... the next month, by the way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This was uh, still the era of hot potato champions. Not as bad as WCW. That was effing ridiculous. But still, wasn't there? I may be inflating this number, but twenty-four title changes in two thousand in WCW. At least, yeah. I remember I mean, maybe like might, score at one point. Might have been twenty-four. Yeah. Yeah. It effing stupid. Uh, but either way, Uncle Dave and I both gave this four stars. What do you say? I gave it four. Loved it. Hell yeah. This was a damn good match. I mean, obviously all the shenanigans at the uh, end. Say wrestling-wise, it's not the best Iron Man match, but enjoyability-wise, I think it is the best one. Oh, yeah, it was great. Uh, I love anytime these guys ever hooked up in the ring. It was just magic. great. Yeah, it, it really was. I mean, people obviously put over the matches between Austin and rock and whatever. And that was, you know, the, the big main eventing ones for the most part. However, however, uh, people, people forget about sometimes forget about the triple H and the rock. I mean, these were great freaking matches. And now in the archives, we reviewed SummerSlam uh, 98 where they had their ladder match. That was, uh, that was damn good as well. One of the, like a really freaking good ladder match. But either way, that does it for the, well, oh, I'm sorry, to wrap up here, uh, Shawn Michaels looks conflicted over what he did, and The Undertaker stalks him to the back, er, as he backs up to the backstage area. X-Pac, Road Dogg, and Vince McMahon help Triple H to the back. Vince is bleeding to from a rogue, <laughs> Vince is bleeding over the, his eyebrow from a rogue punch from The Undertaker, by the way. Uh, Triple H is bleeding oh, all over it. the place. Yeah. Uh, Triple H is bleeding all over the place. Beer is being thrown on them from the crowd as the event comes to a close. Uncle Dave dubbed this the best pay-per-view of the year so far. Um, is it? Yeah. Or maybe so far? I don't... Yeah, I mean... No, no, Royal Rumble 2000 was the best of the year so far. Yeah, I was going to say, it's like, I don't know. Royal Rumble 2000 was damn good, so I don't know. WCW and ECW aren't even in the conversations as far as great pay-per-views of the year, but... I think Heat Wave, if I remember correctly, was decent. Yeah. I, I don't know if this is the year. One of the Heat Waves was decent. It might have been 2000. 
Yeah, that's, yeah, that might have been it. But either way, that does it for the show, man. Uh, I think we are going to take our last break, y'all. When we come back, we're going to be talking final ratings and telling you what's to come on the podcast right after this. Hey everyone, it's Mr. Warren Hayes here of the Mr. Warren Hayes Show, but that's not important. It really isn't. What's important here is the 100th episode of Main Event Marks. That is a big deal. That's that's a milestone that so many people will never achieve, and yet our boy Troy here has done it. Congratulations to you, Troy, on your 100, and here's to 100 times 100 more. Don't ask me to do the math because I'm an English major. Congratulations again. Follow the main event marks at facebook.com forward slash main event marks pod on Twitter at main event underscore marks and on Instagram at main event underscore marks and at main event collector. Hello, everyone. My name is Ryan McCarthy, and I'm the host of the No Credentials Required podcast. Start your work week with the Monday drop in where I talk about the sports beat in the capital district also known as the Mighty 518, as well as Metro New York sports from an upstate point of view. I also give a life lesson from a weekly sports story, so you might learn something from that. I also have a midweek podcast where I interview different sports personalities and talk about a wide array of topics. Take a listen and subscribe on your preferred podcast app, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Spreaker, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, and iHeartRadio. Also check out our social media channels on Twitter and Instagram, BellyUpNCR, and Facebook.com forward slash BellyUpSportsNCR. We're a part of the BellyUpSports Podcast Network in association with Godzilla Media. No credentials required, where you don't need a press pass to talk sports. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is, so they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. The main event marks are available wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube. Find all of our links on our link tree at linktr.ee forward slash main event marks. And we're back. And we're back. Final ratings time. Uh, Internet Movie Database gave this 7.3 out of 10. Cagematch.net gave it. Uh, 8.28 out of 10. I gave it 7.5 out of 10 for a C plus, probably. What say you? I gave it a B minus. I mean, not a great, lot of great matches, but I enjoyed the show. Yeah, it was. There was two. There were two really good matches. The rest of them were 
fine. The Joe Briscoe stuff made me laugh, so. Yeah. So all in all, I this was definitely worth it just for the Intercontinental title match and the world title match. Big stuff going on here. The Undertaker returning was another big plus for the show. And you could tell, you know, this was a gamble of his going against whatever the dead man character had ever been. And from that crowd reaction, I'd say it paid off well. It was uh, should change his name. Yeah, though. Oh, yeah, of course. He, he needed to be uh, Mark Calloway. That's <laughs> not the Undertaker. Good Lord. Uh, by the way, I did a, just doing a, a quick search here, including the uh, when the title was vacated. There were 19 title swaps in WCW throughout 2018. Okay. I don't know where I got 24 from, but okay, that makes sense. Like I said, that inc- that also includes uh, being vacated. So uh, <laughs> it got vacated four times that year. Oh, I'm sorry, five times. Yeah. Five times that title was vacated in one effing year. What the hell, man? And remember, we, we, avo- we narrowly avoided uh, 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 Tank Abbott being champion that year, too. <laughs> Yeah, right. That led to Vince Russo walking out the first time. <laughs> oh, for God's sake. Anyway, that does it for this show, man. I had fun with this one. It was the 100th episode. We have. I loved watching it back. It just. Yeah, a lot of memories come flooding back, man. There was a lot of news to cover at this time period, too. 2000 was a big year news wise in the wrestling world. So was 2001. Gee, I, I wonder why. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, 2001 was obviously a big year, too, news-wise, because, uh, uh, well, everything shut down. Uh, shut it yeah. down. <laughs> By April, there's literally one game in town, and it is, uh, well, it's, well, I'm sorry. By March, there's one game in town, and it's the WWF. But anyway, moving on here to next week on May the 11th. We're going two years back from this. To 1998, we're covering ECW Wrestlepalooza. ECW. If they may have, a, have another volley, sir, we're going to have head in the main event. <laughs> <laughs> the main event, for those of you that don't Holy know, is... Crap, dude. <laughs> Holy crap, The main event is uh, <laughs> Shane Douglas taking on Al Snow. For and that the, main uh, event... Of- that main event in itself is laughable. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's for the ECW title. Uh, RVD and Sabu no, are also on this card. Way. This is actually Dean Douglas versus Leaf Cassidy. That's, a real, sen- that's a real you, sentence right there. <laughs> you effing said that. Good Lord. Uh, on May the 18th, that is actually a uh, double main event. Oh, missed opportunity. Anyway, so... <laughs> Uh, it's double main event week uh, for, starting on May 18th. We're going to bring you our next entry in our tour through TNA in 2007 as we cover Sacrifice for its 15-year anniversary. And then for the bonus show that week on Friday, it's WWF Saturday Night's Main Event 1. The I may sh- or may not throw a fit about how horrible the camera is in that show. <laughs> Stay tuned. Well, yeah, hashtag stay tuned for that one. Uh, yeah, I have not watched it back yet, so uh, just... Well, you, you you wear glasses, right? Yeah. Might want to, like, thicken those things up or something for this one, but... Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, this was going into uh, WrestleMania 1. 
Hulk Hogan actually defends the World's Heavyweight title against Cowboy Bob F. And Orton. So there you go. Uh, but it's the first one, so I figured we'd cover it because it's historic. Uh, and closing out the month on May 25th, it's WCW Slam Bree 1997. It's 25 year anniversary. There are three different football players on this card. We've got Reggie White, uh, Kevin Green, funny white and green. Uh, anyway, and uh, Steve Mongo McMichael, all on one show. All famers. All yeah. Unfortunately, white and green have both passed away. Uh, Mongo is uh, health wise not do- not doing very well, but. You know, it's it's cool to look back when they were you know riding high. And 1997 was a great year in WCW. Also, don't let those names fool you. This is actually they actually put on some good stuff. Good stuff, pal. Reggie White being the least of the three, I'll say that, but it's <laughs> it's right. fun to watch. Which is yeah, funny because of, of those three, football wise, Reggie was probably better than both of them. <laughs> so, right there, you go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, you got to be better at something. All right. But that wraps that up. Uh, we're not going to tell you what's coming in June yet because it's too far in advance. But the start of how we started off Summer's May. June. Damn right. Uh, excited about that. But uh, how we started off May with episode 100. Uh, we are starting off June, actually, with our two-year anniversary show. We'll have 104 episodes in the can. And that may or may not be driving Mr. OCD Troy here nuts, but whatever. <laughs> Yeah, because if you if for any of you out there that can't math, uh, a year is fifty two weeks, and times two is one hundred and four. So there you go. But plus we actually they say what plus twelve because the bonuses. Yeah, right. Well, yeah, yeah. We've got a ton of bonus shows out there too. I'm just trying you know, to drive yeah. more. Wow. Be real, sorry. <laughs> but uh, our actual birthday <laughs> is June tenth. However, this is two years worth of shows. So there you go. It's our 104. Yeah, that's all you need to look at is how like the the years, not the number of episodes. We can cram more in there if we wanted to. Jeez. Yeah, but either way, it's driving is, them nuts, guys. I'm sorry. <laughs> but it's a uh, it's a it, it's going to be a big show. We're going to do it big, just like we did with this one, and it's going to be a good one from one of my I think one of your favorite years in pro wrestling. It's uh it's going to be a good show. Looking forward to covering all the stuff coming up. Uh, we'll have fun, even with the stuff that isn't great. We always do. And uh, I'd like to thank everybody for sticking around for 100 episodes, plus all the bonus stuff and all that. So thank you all. It's been a pleasure. Uh, I can't believe I already talked to you for over 100 hours. God, that's about <laughs> yeah. four days of my life I won't get back. Hey, and think about all the bonus shows crammed in there, man. There you go. Open up to about six days. You're right. And all the and all the the content for YouTube and all that, man. Yeah. We're you know we're going on a week. Ugh. But all right, again, thank you all. I hope you stick around. Click uh, on that subscribe button and all that, and leave a review and comment and all that good stuff. We like to hear from you. Like uh, we like the feedback. And if there's something you guys want us to talk about in the future, let us know. Or extra content for YouTube, let us know. We're always uh, willing to listen and, you know, take in uh, the opinions of the listeners. Thank you for joining me today, Greg. Of course. And we'll see you all next week for ECW's Wrestlepalooza 1998.
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.